0: feel that life is just giving you more than you can handle please realize that you are not alone welcome to abha house girls speak out with your hosts the founders of abha house myrna thatcher and annette smith we're here to listen and provide help for you and others at last you have a place to speak out and be heard now here are your hosts annette and myrna
1: Welcome back to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out. We are so glad to have you join us. Today's show is going to be exciting because our special guest will be calling from prison after the first break. He'll be taking us through his journey of struggles and accomplishments through the horrors of his life and the miracle of salvation.
2: Yeah, Myrna, do you remember the day that his wife came into our office and asked us to counsel with him?
1: yeah I think it was back in March of 2016 I think it was
2: yeah but I thought how can we counsel with him he's in
1: jail he's in jail he was in a county jail yeah and um yeah she wanted us to kind of get to know him and so we had to jump through hoops because we're dealing number one with with the government and so you have to you know we we have to comply and
2: it was really our first experience of going into a jailhouse to counsel with him, wasn't it?
1: Here in Idaho, yeah. yeah. We had counseled with somebody in, um, in Kansas before, and, and they were shackled to the table and everything else. So we thought, you know, we'll, we'll go in there, and he'll be shackled to the table, and, and we'll be fine. Yeah, it wouldn't be nerve-wracking either, would it? Right, No. No. He wasn't
2: shackled to the table. He wasn't shackled to the he table. He wasn't even
1: handcuffed. Uh, no, he wasn't. Um, we got permission from the chief deputy. The lieutenant kind of gave us some stringent demands. Yeah. And then a you know, the dog. Uh, well, the dog was good. The dog was good. The chief deputy had a dog. We loved it. He was so precious. He was. And for some reason, and I don't remember why, but you weren't with me the first time we... I had some health issues. I oh, okay. Took care. And so the, the first time... I went in to see Levi. Obviously, I was alone. And it was a little room with a table and a a big refrigerator. A little room, refrigerator, table. Levi is like over six foot, probably 200 and some pounds. Very intimidating. Very intimidating. I mean, I could... Yeah, I look up and still look up when I'm talking to him, and so he sat by the door in graduate school. They taught us always have an exit; do not let anything bar the exit. Well, I had no choice. I he had to sit there, and there's no way if I had to leave, there, I wasn't going to go anywhere. Yeah,
2: and she didn't warn me uh, that he was big and bully. <laughs> hey, what are friends for? Yeah, my first visit with him coming in with you. I thought, little dude, timid, mm-hmm. shy, quiet, walk-in, big dude. Very big. Telling us what to do. Well, you know why? Because he took
1: college classes, remember, in yeah. psychology. counseling. Yeah. And he knew how to counsel.
2: He was he was kind of broken, but at the same time, he wasn't going to let nobody pass his walls. No.
1: No, no, he was not. He was, he was, he had some pretty thick walls. He definitely did. And talk fast? Oh my goodness. He didn't give us a chance to get
2: a word in edgewise.
1: You know, when he calls today, we're hoping that, um, we don't have to slow him down. But be ready. Be prepared to, t- to listen very quickly because he still talks fast. And when he calls in. But I think part of that is
2: because you're in prison and you only have little time. That's to right. Talk.
1: He'll only have 30 minutes. They time you. And it, in, at 30 minutes, they ha- you ha- you get cut off. So we're gonna try to to maximize as much of that thirty minutes as we can. Remember how we
2: taught him who was in control? Oh, that was cute. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, because what we would
1: sometimes what, what happened was we wouldn't we would leave a, a, a session with him. We would get out to the car. We would hardly even have our seat belts on, and, and he'd, we'd have a phone call. And we'd have a phone call from Levi. He'd yeah. have to add one more thing.
2: Or tell us to do something? Oh, oh, it was everyday session with him because he wanted us to... Marriage sessions. Yeah. Family sessions. Yeah. Levi sessions. Yeah. Another marriage session. Yeah. Because his wife wasn't behaving him. That's right. We had to whip her into shape.
1: And he was going to tell us how. Remember the doctor visit? The doctor... Oh, that was not a
2: good visit. She didn't go. She didn't go. And that didn't go well with him. No, it didn't. And, And the Levi today... Ah, such a different Levi today. Yeah. Remember when we were supposed to go to court to testify for him? Yep. I wasn't going. You're right. That wasn't, the, that wasn't the kind of guy I'd testify for. But you know what? I did go, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Why? Well, we
1: both testified. Why? Because we believed in him. We believed that he was a changed man.
2: Was <laughs> well, changes. Yeah. That man sat in his cell reading his... what? What about our homework we gave him? Oh,
1: talk about type A. He did his homework and then did some more and then did some more. Remember what I used
2: to say about men?
1: Uh, you said many things about men. Which one? What meant? about men doing
2: homework? Oh, men never do homework. They don't. They. Well, you give men a homework and they come back and say, we didn't do our homework. Didn't have time. Why? Didn't understand it. Didn't want to read it. Didn't want yeah. to Men don't write. Yeah. Uh, we work too hard. We don't have time to do homework. And I thought Levi was going to be like that. But Levi... Did extra homework. He did. He made up his own homework. He definitely did. And he'd bring it to us and I'd sit there with my mouth open. Yeah. You did this? Yeah. Levi good. wrote out his childhood horrors to oh us my. in detail. Yeah. Levi yeah. would work through those things and man he was good at it. And he then he started good. changing. Yeah, I've seen changes in Levi
1: I thought I would never see. Hey, remember that one time when we were trying to teach him about boundaries? We ha- we made two signs.
2: Yeah, that was good.
1: A counselee for a counselor, excuse me, for Annette. That, that sign set in front of her on the table. A counselor set a sign set in front of me on the table. And for Levi, we set counselee. And you know what? For once, he was actually speechless. Thirsty asked us,
2: what's that for? Yeah. Like he didn't know, and I explained to him, when you talk, you got to hold that sign up. Yep. And when we talk, we get our signs held up. And guess who held up their sign the most? <laughs> we did. Yep. Because we were the ones going to be doing the talking, and guess what? We got control. Yep.
1: Control is good. Control. It. It was interesting to. To. Disciple a man to gain his trust, to um, get him to a point where he would willingly give up some of that control. Because, and you'll hear in his testimony, but but he he was in control. He had to be in control of his life at a very early age, and he never, and it. Well, I can't say never, and he. It took him a long time. To um, let go of that control. He was speechless.
2: He was. But you know what? The man today, all you have to do is say, hey, Levi. Yep. And he'll stop and say, what? Yep. Before he wouldn't stop. Yep. Levi is such an awesome guy now. He is so considerate of somebody's feelings today. And he talks about God like he's standing right beside him. Yeah. Levi is precious and he when he gets out he's coming to stay at our house and I would be so proud to have him here Absolutely He's a, Absolutely. he's a decent man and he cares about people so yes, much He does He didn't care about people back when he was doing drugs. He didn't care whether they lived or died. No, he cared about Levi. That's yep. all he cared about. That's all he But had ask to care. him what he cares about today and yeah. he'll tell you. That's all he had to care about was himself.
1: Yeah. He was um Quite a notorious person in this area, and uh, he—he um, was—he was, yeah, he was—he was a very interesting young young man in this area. He—he he was well known, and it wasn't because
2: it was a good well known. I have gone well, to love Levi. Yeah, we both. In have. All the attachments, all the time that we've spent with, with him, his family is precious, very precious. His wife is cool. She
1: is a woman of faith for sure, without uh-huh. a doubt, and his children are too. We start, um, you know, one of because we spent the whole, went uh, the, from March to September, I think it was, of 2016, making many trips to that county jail, discipling Levi, spending family time, family sessions with him and his family, and we, and that, and we are, we are indebted to that um, jail and the leadership there to allow us to be able to do those marital sessions. They didn't have to do that to allow us to do that, to allow us to have those family sessions for us to be able to connect and let those little girls connect with their daddy. That was healthy. And we are indebted to them and we appreciate their support because you know what? It's all about for us anyway, it's all about rehabilitation. That's what it's about. And they helped us with that. And you know, we we now make
2: trips to Boise. Yeah. And see.
1: The thing is, Levi started learning boundaries that he didn't have to be physically violent. He didn't have to be ver- verbally abusive. And when he when he went when he went towards when we knew he was going to Boise, he started getting kind of scared because he was afraid he was going to have to go back to violence, selling drugs and other illegal Um, behavior choices in that prison because that's all he knew he'd been there many many times and that's how he survived
2: then he started trusting God yeah and And go ahead I'm sorry and after he started trusting God he decided he didn't have to do that God would take care of him and he was amazed when he got there to find out God did take care of him but it took a lot of
1: prayer and A lot of faith walk, Mm -hmm. and um, for him to be able to lay that down and lay those fears aside, and say, "I'm going to be who I want to be in the in Christ." And when Levi comes on, he'll tell you about that story. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We have. um, He he's just an awesome man, and I can't wait for you guys to meet him and to listen to his story and his testimony and how who he was before Christ. When he came to know Christ, which is an awesome story, and who he is now in Christ. What, a, like we said in the beginning, what a miracle of salvation. Salvation is um, a miracle in itself. But when you hear his story, it is just an awesome way that God drew him into And how when he cried out to God. And if there's any Gideon, Gideons out there, you'll want to hear this because he used a Gideon Bible. So, we're about ready to go into break, so we know that you guys will want to stay on after break so to hear Levi's story, because uh, we'll be really close to him calling in. Again, he'll be calling in from print. We've had to set up special arrangements um, at the radio station for him to call in, because what you do is that you, you get a recording, and you have to push five that you accept the call, and then... We start, we'll start. we we'll start the conversation. Now, they're going to that all behind the scenes.
2: And I want you guys to know the ones that are wanting to donate to us. We, on our commercial, we have a deal for donation, that we are a nonprofit tax deductible. We can send you a receipt, but you have to give us an address. So if you want to donate to us, you have to send, give us an address where we can send you a receipt.
1: Because we really, you know, if you want to donate, that's tax deductible. Give us an address. So when we return from break, we'll be ha- shortly after that, we'll have Levi on the line. And we'll get started. And we'll hopefully he won't talk really, really, really fast. But it'll be interesting. So get your listening ears on, and we'll be back after break.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse 7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette.
1: Hi, welcome back. We're waiting for Levi to call. We're kind of anxious to get him on the line. Again, It'll he'll have to be calling in from prison, so we just kind of have to wait. But while we're waiting,
2: we can talk about how Levi, when we go visit Levi over at the jailhouse and the things that would happen there. And we'd go in and we'd be sitting at a table waiting for him to come out. And when they bring him out from where they hold him at, he'd come out walking out to us and be so anxious to see us. And of course, we'd get a hugging once. So we gave him a hug and we'd all sit down. And Levi would start his talk and then he'd talk about things that would happen there in the prison with him. And I think he's going to share some of that today. Yeah, what he'd tell about how he preaches over at the chapel. And <laughs> he They took. And cut him down on preaching at the chapel. And then they put him back up over there. And it was pretty nice that he'd tell a story. One time we didn't get to go to church because we had to go to Boise to uh, see him. So he he did a sermon for us. Yep. You remember that, wasn't Oh, that? that was an awesome sermon.
1: We sat there about two and a half hours is the visit. And we sat there and he preached to us that about two yeah. hours.
2: It was awesome. He made my hair stand up because yep. he, he does good sermons. He's a good preacher. He talked about how when he gets out that he wanted to come and do some youth ministry at our church well last Sunday or Wednesday it was we have uh, main event main event over there and we've never taught main event well the pastor had asked us to do a deal on Levi about his prison stuff and so we did it okay you know what we're going to interrupt because you know what
1: Levi is on On the the line line. Levi
3: how's it going guys
1: it's Let's see. Hi, Levi. Great. This is Levi. Hi. It's going good. How you doing? <laughs> How are you doing, over thanks there? Thanks for
3: inviting me on.
2: Pretty good. All right. Hey,
1: thanks no for problem.
2: being there. Okay, everybody, this I'll, is our friend Levi. First thing we want to say, Levi, is how's it going over there?
3: It's good. Uh, it's good. It's peaceful here. Uh, we've got a good day going on. It's beautiful sunshine. God's glory is showing in everything right now. All
1: right. Good. Well, you just start with your testimony. Is that a good place?
3: Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I've obviously been in prison for uh, almost four years right now. Um, you know, I gave my life to Christ after, after being incarcerated. Uh, that in itself kind of is a tough thing. You know, there's that, there's that stigma of jailhouse Christians or whatever and people that just come to find faith, and it, it makes it tough. You know, we were, we were talking the other day about people saying that it's easy to be a Christian in prison and it's out there, that it really works. But, you know, here we are, we're, we're stuck in an area where there's all kinds of dislikes, there's all kinds of hurt, there's all kinds of brokenness, anger, sadness, confusion in people's lives and, and we're in very close proximity with all that. And, you know, I lived my life for 34 years my way. Um, I was my own God. Um, You know, I tell people if there's anything you would have said, Satan, I would have thought of a comic book thing. Not, not that, not that I worked for a very real enemy. Um, I wouldn't have known anything about a spiritual battle. Uh, Money was what ruled, which I think the enemy uses that so much in our life. Money becomes more important than everything, and that's what ruled my life. Um, I I was talking on here, talking to a friend, and just thinking about things and the way the way life is for me and when I walked out of prison in 2012 um, I thought there was a chance that I might do something better with my life and I didn't know what that was. Um, The Bible tells us in uh, Luke 11, it tells a story about cleaning up that house and and expelling the spirits from there, or or an unclean spirit goes out of there, and and he goes around restless and looks for a place, and when he comes back and he finds that home empty and cleaned up and swept up and clean, he goes and invites seven friends that are worse than he is. And, you know, I walked out of prison last and I cleaned up my house, I knew that something needed to be different, but I didn't replace that, and today I have replaced that with Jesus. Um... He made a very real impact in my life. Mm-hmm. My, my family and I owned a restaurant. Um, when I came in this time, and things, times were getting rough. Things were going downhill. And I made the decision that money was more important than anything, that I would go back to my lifestyle of selling drugs and doing those things to make sure that my, money, my family had money and was taken care of. Um, in doing so, I laid out a plan to... To do that and then and, and kill myself before I ended up in a place like this in prison. And I went down that road, and the night I made that choice was in school. So, wait a minute. You were
1: going to. Levi. Yeah. Okay. Levi, you said you were going to lay down the plan to make the money. So, you were going to sell enough drugs to make. to get. for. for um, Absolutely. Lacey and the girls? Yeah, to make sure How that are my you going to get that money. Care okay. of.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, and then after okay. that, the 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 plan was before I got caught up and put in putting these situations. You know, there was no misconception about being invisible. You know, I knew time time catches up with you when you live this kind of lifestyle, and I made that choice to that I was gonna that I was gonna shoot myself before that occurred. Um, I left a strip club in Spokane, okay. Washington, one night, fully intending to do that. I had. I had a lethal dose of drugs in a syringe, um, mixed with a 45 caliber pistol, and going and looking for a quiet place to to end my life. Uh, Just time had caught up; I wasn't making no ground, and it it needed to be over. And in doing that, as I was driving down the road, um, that was about 10 o'clock at night, and I woke up the next morning in a farm field, and. Uh, later I find out it was 70 miles away from where I was at. I have no recollection of how I got there. The gun and the, and the syringe full of drugs still laying on the floorboard of the car. Um, I felt a sense of peace like I'd never felt before. I watched the sun come up. And what's that? Oh. No, go, right. ahead. go ahead. All right. And uh, watching the yeah, sun. Are still I there? Ended up yeah. Yep. Yeah. I ended up near a park called Kamiak Butte Park, and I walked around for about three hours just confused, not really sure what to think of it all. Um, I went back to, I went and got high again after that because I was was scared, I was confused. Um, You know, later on I would know that I had a very real encounter with a very real God, and the God, and um, I ended up getting ready to turn myself in and and come short and the plan was different than that. I I ended up arrested and we went through a lot uh, to put me where I am after I gave my life to Christ within 48 hours of being inside of a county jail in a suicide cell, just banged up um, couldn't say anything other than I've been injecting the devil into my veins and he, he rescued me out. He showed me who he was. He became very real to me and I've been following him ever since and uh, it's been through almost two years in a county jail, two years back here in a prison system that I've gave 10 years of my life to uh, uh, as a very different person today.
1: Um, Levi, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because I, I kind of gave the audience a teaser. When you were in that, the, count, the county jail and you, were, you got off a suicide watch, you went uh-huh. into a different cell and you asked for a Bible. So and, I was, I was um, an observation, and they gave so, you a Gideon's Bible. Uh,
3: Yeah, I was placed in an observation cell. Um, They gave me a Bible, and in there was the sinner's prayer inside of that. I, I, You know, I had no idea what it was, and, and, you know, I called out to God. I cried out to him. I said, if you've got nothing for my life, then just let me die. Um... But I said, if not, I'm yours. I've tried everything else in this world, and I give myself to you, and, and I said the prayer, and I, I worked through it. Um, shortly after that, I was in a county jail where, where not, not any of the staff really liked me at all. They don't deliver messages or anything. Um, I've got a wife and two beautiful daughters, and, and my wife, you know, the one thing that she had said is, if you go back to this lifestyle, me and the girls are gone, and uh, she has nothing to do with the lifestyle I've lived, other than being with me, and she made that, and she's not a person that, that lies, you know, she's an honest woman, and the first thing that happened that God delivered back within hours of me confessing, Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, an officer came in and he said that Lacey just called, and her and the girls are on their way down, they'll see you soon, and they love you, and the first thing that God restored in my life was my family to me, um... Just a beautiful awesome. picture of his grace his mercy, his love for us. Like when people think that they've went too far or that they've done too much, I'm, I'm here to tell you, everybody that's listening to this that that's not possible. Uh, I've went further than most ever will in life as far as leading a, leading a horrible life and being a terrible person. Um, and God's there, arms open wide, ready to meet you, ready to take you hand in hand. The cross, so that you can lay everything at the foot of the cross, give it to him; he wants it, and so that you can turn around and live a life for him. The peace that's found—I, I, i obviously nobody wants to be in prison. Um, it's, but it's a blessing at the same time, and we have to realize that hey. God cared enough to save us of the world. Yeah.
2: You were baptized there in that jailhouse, weren't you? Well.
3: I was, I was. In the county jail?
2: Well, in a church outside
1: the county jail.
3: Right. I found a lot of favor and privilege while I was in jail, waiting my case out. Um, My wife got baptized into the Grangeville Christian Church, and after doing that, it opened up all kinds of opportunities for me. It opened up. Cabaddy house for counseling to me. Uh, it opened up the opportunity for me to get baptized and when we went to ask and I, I asked the sheriff about baptism, he said if your pastor has a has a portable baptismal pool, we can do that in the in the Sally Port. And we called, and found out that he didn't. And immediately, the coroner had overheard this conversation. Oddly enough, the coroner in this county overheard this conversation. And he says, well, who is your pastor? And I tell him who my pastor is. And he says, well, wait. He comes back like 45 minutes later, and he says, we couldn't get you a baptismal pool, but we did get you a church. Nez first Christian Church is going to loan you their <laughs> church and baptismal pool. Um, the sheriff took me down. Wow, to the not God. Um, and I was baptized there with my pastor. Just an amazing thing. Uh, I went in there in shackles. Afterwards, the the sheriff apologized for even having to shackle me up. Um, I was a trustee there, and he removed the shackles right after I got out of that water. And it was such a symbol of of God's mercy that He showed me, just setting me free, releasing me from the chains that bound me. And it was a beautiful picture of that, while people in this church who had no idea who I was stood by, and. Encouraged me and loved me for who I was, not for not for the jail you know, colors I was wearing, but but for who I was, uh, a new creation in Christ, um, and just an amazing, amazing, beautiful picture of Christ's love for us. And so, you know, that's that's in my trip here. Um, upon arriving to prison, uh, God opened up door after door for me. He. Put things in that I, I I tried to run from. Even he's he's blessed a ministry that he's he's put in my hands called Christ for All Ministries, and we get an opportunity. We have a very beautiful chapel here at the prison. We have um, it has its it has its own hard points. We it's an interfaith chapel. and We share it with every religion and faith that there is down there. But we get the chance to go down there and preach and teach Christ. We get we get the chance to have volunteers come in and minister to us. And he opened up the doors for this ministry and he's he's taught me to teach and preach his word, he's taught me to show his love to others, and um, he's used me, one of the perhaps best gifts that we can receive from Christ, to be used by him. Um, I've taken so much out of this world, and it feels so good when Christ uses us to give something back. Uh, here, of all places, this might be Amen. one of the greatest missionary fields on the face of this earth. Where we can opportunity to minister to the brokenhearted, to the lost, uh, confused people in this world. And it's right. absolutely a tr- terrific gift. I mean, I, words can't even correctly explain the opportunity that, that is here.
1: You know, we were, you were, we, we went before the parole board um, last, was it last year? And yeah. asked them, you know, requested that you be released to us. And, right. and you obviously were not. And I know that we were all pretty upset about that. How did you handle that?
3: You know, uh, again, like I said, none of us want to be in this place. Um, if we look at the world's response to us, then we're going to be let down. If, if we look at what God has in store for us, then we're going to be lifted up. Um, God's doing a great work in my life. He's he's delivered me into a situation that's going to make me build character in me that's going to be something that lasts that makes me the man that god created me to be for my family my loved ones um, you know it, it, it was a downer it was, was depressive people people get down and depressed i don't want nobody to misunderstand and think that that my christianity is some kind of floating on a cloud all the time because it's not there's ups and downs there's emotions and all of right. that but, um... you know i've been denied twice now for the opportunity to parole and this month, uh, I have a self-initiate that I'm waiting back to hear on. And if, if, if they accept it, then that's great. And if they don't, it will be the third time. Um, getting past looking at our circumstances, being who I am in Christ, not who I am because a parole commission tells me something. Um, God has a plan for everything. He allows things into our lives. He allows things to happen for a reason. And if we trust that and we know that and our faith lies in that, the end result's amazing. Um, so you know i i took a, right. I took it good and bad. You're right.
2: Yeah, but you know what? God holds the keys to your bars. Absolutely. And I, I Absolutely.
1: think what's interesting. I think what's interesting to Levi is the fact that your your old friends, and I put that in quotes, was was watching to see if your walk with Christ, if you walked the talk. Because they thought you were just wearing the the relationship instead of living it. And and when you got turned down the second time, I think that was such a great witness to everyone around that knew you from the past. That you are walking the talk, not just putting the religious garments on. And I, I think that was probably one of the greatest witnesses in of ministry that you could have done. And you
2: know what? The guy that holds your job says it's still open to you. <laughs>
3: Um, absolutely amazing. The, yeah. The God, job you're going to have
2: when you come out. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
3: And, and you're still God coming blessed, home to us. That is so much favor. That is cool. Yeah. That is yeah. terrific and amazing. Yeah. Um, you so know and it, nothing's and it, 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 it,
2: changed. You're still got everything.
3: Absolutely. And you know as we grow in Christ and we start to realize that it, that, that selflessness comes into play. It's, it's no longer about me. It, it's about Him, and it's about serving yep. Him. Uh, it's not about what He can do for me. It's about what He's already done. We've received the greatest gift that we could possibly receive. We've, we've received an eternal life. We've received a place past this world, uh, a place where there's going to be no more sorrow, no more tears, no more pain, crying, anger, hurt. and. So we get a chance to go out. We get a, good, a chance to go out and be bold and courageous for Christ. We get a chance to go out and live for Him. That's right. Um, tomorrow night we'll be what do you uh, think? in the sanctuary. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Tomorrow night we'll be in the sanctuary. No, go and ahead. Some, some of the themes that have been going on that we've been discussing is, is the difference between a believer and between a follower of Christ, between a Christian, between a disciple of Christ, and what that looks like. Um, You know, the Bible tells us clearly that that the demons believed in in who Jesus were, and they shuddered at that. Um, Today, it's through who we get a chance to be. It's our witness. God chose us to go and deliver this message to the world. And through our witness and the way we live our lives, the Spirit's able to work and attract others to that, and in a place where it's frowned upon where we're looked down out sometimes for our Christianity, we're viewed as weak, um, we don't fit the mold of prison where violence rules or whatever that looks like, we stand out boldly. And for us to be able to do that and have people feel comfortable coming out to and, and to seek God out and to watch watch a service with 50 men in, in there and watch tears in men's eyes um, in a place where crying's is not a good thing. But watch people just be able to break and the spirit move through. We, we get that opportunity. And it's a blessing. It's a blessing for everybody involved. That's
2: right. And I got to tell you something, Levi. Before you were Levi, today you're our brother.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love you.
1: It's good to have a, a brother like you, Levi. It's very good. Well, absolutely. you are our. i You know, one of the things I told your daughters one time when I was talking to them about a week or so ago, I says, "Your dad is one of my heroes." <laughs> and um, well, and because you, yeah, you are,
3: you are. I, I love the way you preach. Over there, it. I love what <laughs> you're doing. Without, what? Respect, I'm, I'm obviously not much at all, and you are it, a lot. It's to him that all glory is given you know um that's and we we we've, we've got to recognize it's that. it's kind of like so, you're uh, serving overseas what's the
1: you're right you're a mission, but you're a missionary that's what we told and, and the kids it, in
3: church this, this is the greatest mission field i had the blessing and opportunity to write our new pastor in our church a letter the other day and you know i explained to him that i i'm at the greatest i uh, you've know, got I got accepted and enrolled at the greatest seminary on the face of this earth. I have a ten-by-ten cell with multiple translations of the Bible, books with some of the greatest authors I have. I have fellow brothers in Christ that... We're lifting up uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit as a professor. Um, you know, we're here, we're going to school, we're, we're, we're becoming missionaries, and we're all called, I think, some of the misconception that people have out there as they begin their life with Christ is, is that, it, you know, the preacher's there to do something, the pastor's there to do something, and, and, and they don't find their spot. Um, man, everybody has a ministry. And whatever that looks like, um, right. I'd feel feel so blessed just to just to clean the bathroom of our church. You know what I mean? And be able to tell somebody hello. Um, God's obviously used me in a few other spots, and and that's been a blessing as well. But just being willing to go where you're called uh, when when God makes a move. And you're called, you the right there. Yeah, absolutely.
1: What do you think is your greatest challenge?
3: Oh, man, my greatest challenge. Um, Just, I think right now the the greatest challenge that I've seen is God opens and closes doors for us, and sometimes uh, I had a time right. here recently where, through a new chaplain, we didn't quite see eye to eye on some things, and we disagreed. He pulled my, he pulled Christ for all out from under me. He pulled, shut the ministry down in the chapel, um, just because of disagreements and. Being willing to know that God had something in that, because it's so easy to say, well, no, i got to keep going, i got to push that, because this is a door God opened, and God does open doors, and He closes them as well. And we've got to be attentive to the Spirit. We've got to be submissive and listening, because we don't want to be in that situation where God takes the left and we keep going straight. And so those challenges, when God makes a move, and we have to move with Him. We've got to change up what we're doing. Um, The character that he's developed in me from when I began in Christ for All Ministries to now, the opening up that he's done in my eyes to see things, the growth. If we're closed-minded and we look at that door open and we just stay on that path, we miss so much. And we actually, I think, end up out of God's will sometimes, just doing our own things. So, So... being attentive. Uh, the other thing that's going on in my life right now is one of the hardest challenges that anybody in prison has that has a family is trying to figure out how I have to be. The Bible says that I'm, I'm the leader of my household and how to lead that household, how to lead my family from this place, uh, how to be part of the day-to-day with them, and to minister to them. The things that we're called to do, obviously, right. my first ministry is to my family. And if My ministry to my family isn't right in my ministry to anybody else won't be either. So living through that, being active in that, and finding out what that looks like.
1: So how do you minister to your family?
3: You know, I've been blessed with the opportunity to talk to my family on a daily basis in here, um, as well as emails, things like that, some things that are available in prison that weren't before. Um, Being involved... Knowing what what their day looks like, uh, being there to pray with them, encouraging them in the Word, letting them know who Christ is, the the church life that we have, and the church that we've been surrounded by, the the, the congregation that we've been surrounded by has been so key and elemental in how that helps. We have so much support and backing, but knowing, working together with my wife to make decisions about my kids and what they are, making sure that our kids know who Jesus is. Um, my my kids have a prayer life, and I'm so blessed for that. Uh, being in the tent of one of the things I see that plagues prison is I see men that don't have Christ in their lives. They have kids that are being neglected because they'd rather have inappropriate conversations with their girlfriends on the phone than spend those few minutes that they have talking to their children and encouraging them. So being part of their life, however that looks, you know, uh, finding fun new ways to reach out to them, uh, whether it's a joke or something on the phone or, or whatever, you know, something as small as in a visiting room here taking a picture with my daughter and her face in the cutout hole of a life box, you know, just... Looking at the details of their life and and being engaged in it as much as possible okay.
1: levi we have um, we have four minutes till the break, and i'm I'm afraid that's going to be you'll probably our thirty minutes will probably three minutes till the break our thirty minutes will probably be up. What is some lasting words that you want to tell people in this last three minutes?
3: You know um, to people to be courageous, to to lay it all down for Him. Um, it's not about knowing about Jesus. It's about knowing Jesus. It's about relationship. Um, we represent the King of Kings. This prison's no different from the world other than we're locked in a smaller area with each other. There's the same things here. There's, there's all the same obstacles that are faced out there. Um, One of my favorite books in the Bible is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the fiery furnace, and being willing to say that we know who God is, and even if He doesn't save us out of a circumstance, we're going to worship Him. We're going to follow Him, making our life a living worship to God. Recently, I've, I've, we've been finding out what worship is in every aspect of life, not just music, but making sure that that's what our life is. It's living worship to God. And just be bold. Take everything to Him in prayer. Meditate. First Corinthians 6.20 tells us that we are bought at a price, and it says, glorify God in your body. We're here for a reason, and if we weren't, he would have taken us home, so make the most of your life, and, and don't make Jesus an accessory to your life. Make him the foundation of it. He's not, a, he's not a watch or a pair of sunglasses. He's everything, and if you just do some simple math, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. There's nothing else to it. And if you follow him, he'll make everything go right. He'll light your path. He'll put, he'll be the wind under your wings and he'll fly.
1: Well, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate the phone call we know that it, it took some some um finagling to get you on <laughs> and um we really appreciate you we appreciate you Levi Annette yeah
2: and I know that this was important to you to do this and I know that you had a lot to tell people and any last words that you want to tell people because we got 30 second, 30 seconds seconds to go so I'm going to let you do the last 30 seconds on the radio.
3: Yeah. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit. Let that be your dashboard. Let that be your, the gauges for how your life's looking. Let, let the fruit of the Spirit be manifested in your lives. Learn to love. I mean, love is the basis for it all. And uh, when we learn how to love and love without partiality... Um, know what Jesus did for you. God bless you guys. Thank you guys for the opportunity. Um, and thank you. Thank you, Levi. Blessing to everybody. God you, Levi. We love you. We love when you. we come Bye.
2: back from break, we'll talk. We love, love you, love you too. too. Bye. When we come back from break, we'll talk to you guys a little more about what we've done with, with Levi. Levi.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbadaddyHouse.org. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Abba Daddy House 7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Wow,
1: wasn't that interesting to talk with Levi and we just appreciate him being able to call in and talk with us and share some of his life. We, uh, I, you know, some people judge him because he's, you know, a cast off because he's in prison, and and we talk to people about that, and and we tell them that First John five seventeen says that that every wrongdoing is sin, so lying and um, cheating off your from your neighbor or from a friend is no worse than selling drugs. Sin is sin. And that we have no place, no
2: place at all to judge somebody else. Yeah, and uh, when Christ died on the cross, he died for every sin. Yeah, that's right. So he ain't going to go back and die for somebody else's sin twice. That's right.
1: And I like 2 Corinthians 5.17 that says about that when you accept Christ, you become a new
2: Creation, mm-hmm.
1: and I don't know if you picked that up in Levi's story, but he definitely became a new creation. Well,
2: and there's only one judge in the world, I think, and I remember it being that he died on the cross for us. I so think so. We aren't supposed to be the judge. That's right.
1: We have no room to judge anybody, so that's why we that's why we we um, go visit Levi, um, mm-hmm. and we spend time ministering to his family and to Levi.
2: Uh, and in the world, a lot of people talk about love. And I think if you love somebody, you don't judge a person. And love is the greatest gift in the Bible. So,
1: Well, I think that is something that Levi said a couple of times, is to the fruit of the Spirit, wear it, and um, and and love it. Yeah. You can't do anything without the love of Christ and do it the right way.
2: I like I don't, I don't think if you if you love some. I mean, if you have love in your heart, I don't think you could judge somebody because that would weigh you kind of heavy. It would because you'd have those feelings of love. You know, at least that's the way it is with me. Yeah, I, I don't want to hurt somebody. Mhm. Judging them hurts them. Right. And Levi has a ministry
1: in that prison. Oh, he does so fantastic with it. And the and Satan has tried to eliminate that ministry in many ways. And, what, and one time, we went down, Annette and I and his wife, uh, we went down there for spiritual warfare because, like Levi said, his the chaplain down there pretty well shut down Levi's preaching and Levi's ministry for different reasons. And that's for Levi to share. We won't. But we felt like we needed to go down there and do some spiritual warfare.
2: So And for more other reasons, right? too. But.
1: And so I had
2: picked out
1: scripture, and Annette wrote that scripture on the bottom of my feet. And I picked
2: out scripture, and Myrna wrote those on the bottom of
1: my feet. And uh, his wife didn't have anybody, so she wrote them on her sandals (laughs) on our way to Boise. Because we can't take anything in. When you go visit, you can't take a Bible in. You can't take anything in. And I had
2: anointing oil on my middle (laughs) finger. So, you know, we, um, we walked in with our scripture. And anointing oil. Yeah. And we prayed. We took the scripture
1: in with us, and we prayed. And it was an awesome time, and it's interesting because after we did that, it was in September, I think the second weekend of September. After we did that, it was like the, the enemy was defeated, <laughs> and, uh, and the doors got opened again for the, ch- for the chapel, for the sanctuary, for Levi to go back in there and start spreading the word.
2: You, you know what I thought was really funny? What? Lacey, his wife, went with her mother to a beach And she was walking around on the beach, and those scriptures on the bottom of her shoe was transferring onto the sand.
1: (laughs) So you just take Jesus everywhere,
2: huh? Yeah, he transfers everywhere.
1: Oh, hey, in there, What's that? Footsteps in footprints, footprints Footprints in the sand. 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 There you go.
2: Those are foot scriptures in the sand.
1: (laughs) Awesome. You just, you know, like you said, take Jesus everywhere. Yeah. You know, and there's um, one of the things, and that I'm going to share with you is is you know about the story, maybe you don't, I don't know, you're going to find out there was this guy that was um, wounded on the side of the road and two two preachers passed him and one one common guy stopped and helped him and even paid for his medical expenses well, one Levi told us a story about they were coming back in a breezeway, they were coming back from breakfast and there was a there was a prisoner down, meaning he was on the ground, um, and they didn't know if he'd been janked, which means he, they didn't know if he'd been harmed by another prisoner. Okay, and so, it, so Levi had a Levi had a choice to make. He had a choice to walk past that guy because everybody else heads up, eyes forward, because if you look down. You are going to get in trouble by somebody else, not the guards.
2: You'll get shanked.
1: You'll get shanked. If, if you stop and help him and he's been shanked, if he's been knifed from another prisoner, you are next for sure. And Levi made a decision. He
2: stopped. And he helped the prisoner. And the guy looked up and said, watch yourself, pastor.
1: Yeah. He you know where him.
2: you came from. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He warned him. But Levi helped him. And, and praise the Lord, it was a medical issue, and there was no harm that came to Levi. Because God was watching over Absolutely. him. Absolutely. But guys, Levi faces that every day. He faces that every day. Yes, he does. So we would really appreciate your prayers for him. Yes. And one of the prayers we're also asking people to do is pray that God will open the doors, the bars. And that he'll be that he'll be able to come home. and come home. He's going to come home to us for a while, and then we'll help move him back into his family and society. And yeah. that's that's our goal. That's our prayer. And we would really like for you guys to join us in that prayer. And you know what? We'll keep you updated on that. When when there is a change with Levi, y'all will be the first to know on a Friday at eleven o'clock Pacific time. And we'll even post it on our Facebook page. Yep. Facebook, Twitter, all of that. Yeah. We will have it posted for you because we want to keep up on that. You can and talk about Facebook and Twitter. You can contact us at Facebook.com forward slash God's
2: girls with the number seven. Oh, and I'd like to say something about our Facebook page real quick. People who are trying to get dates with us, this is just for the radio station. We're not out for social life on our Facebook, Twitter, and those pages. Please don't be asking us out for dates and stuff. We are not dating anyone. I'm married. I've been married for 45 years.
1: I've you know, I've got my hubby trained. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to break in a new one. <laughs> Hopefully Larry didn't hear that. <laughs> well, he knows he's trained. What can I say? We're both trained. But again, facebook.com backslash godsgirls7 twitter.com I mean forward slash godsgirls7 email abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com and our web is abadaddyhouse.org We also want to throw in Suicide Hotline those in the United States 1-800-273-8255 and next week we're going to talk about Hula hoops. Hula hoops. So, get your hula hoops ready because we're going to talk about hula hoops and bubbles. And we're not talking about the kind that you played with your kids. You know, you put it in a little jar thingy and and blow on it. Mm -hmm. Hula hoops and bubbles is next Friday's agenda. So, get your hula hoops ready and... All of you who can do it, that's fine because you won't be hearing us. You, won't be,
2: you won't be wiggling your hips because no. we aren't going to talk about doing it.
1: No, we're not going to be hula hooping because neither, one, neither of our backs will do that. But yes. if you all want to hula hoop during the session, that's fine. We don't care. You can do that. So yeah. we will be seeing, not seeing you, I guess we'll be talking to, talking to you, you. And you can call in anytime. Again, we're here for you. We want to be your voice. That's what this is all about. So call us after, after the um, show, 1-208-962-7384, or like we said, Facebook, God's Girls 7, Twitter, God's Girls 7, okay? We want to connect with you, and we appreciate you listening today. And, uh, you know, keep, keep Levi in your prayers, and we'll keep you updated on him. So Abba Daddy House 7 at gmail.com or org. Thanks, guys, for listening
0: thank you for being here this week be sure to join hosts annette smith and myrna thatcher for another edition of Abadaddy girls speak out next friday at 2 p.m eastern time and 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel enjoy the upcoming weekend